You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. And I am so excited for y'all to sit back and listen to the show today. I had the opportunity of sitting down with Miss Holly Graham. She is a soon-to-be author of the book showcasing cocktails from Asia, the stories, and so much more. She is also the managing international editor of Drink Magazine, Asia's leading bar industry platform. Holly is currently number 12 on the Bar World 100 list of most influential figures in the bar industry. She is a powerhouse, folks. She is known as the founder of the Asia Women in Booze community for women in the alcohol industry and successfully organized Speed Rack Asia. Holly is an absolute joy to be around. She is a lot of fun and she knows her stuff, folks. I personally can't wait to see what Holly does next. So sit back, relax. Grab your favorite Toki highball and enjoy the show. Holly, welcome to Served Up. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. It's just so wonderful to finally meet you in person, to put a face to the name. And I would love our listeners to really understand your background in beverage, you know, where you came from, a bit about your journey and what you're doing today. Okay. It's a long story. So bear with me. Well, buckle up. Um, so I'm originally from London. Um, my accent, although I probably sound British, uh, I, it's a little bit mixed up now. Um, but yeah, originally from London um, and graduated with a media degree right into the 2008 recession. Um, so times were tough, um, especially in media. I wanted to do like video and stuff like that. Anyway, fast forward to me working a bunch of shitty jobs. I got, I had enough and I was like, I need to get out. I need to get out of here. So I got a teaching qualification and moved to like rural Thailand. Um, and I was like, this is it. This is, this is for me. Like Asia is my jam. I want to live here. Um, so I taught there for a year and it was bonkers and I loved it. Um, and then I moved to Seoul in South Korea, carried on teaching English and then eventually moved to Hong Kong because I visited Hong Kong before. And fell in love with it. So I was like, that's my next home, which is where I'm based now. Um, and I was teaching there and didn't love it. Um, was teaching like kindergarten kids and I do not like children. And that's where I had this revelation of not liking children. Um, and I'd sort of slowly, I've always been into food and drink. Um, you know, I'd, I'd worked several hospitality jobs, you know, throughout my lifetime, bars at uni and hotels after university and stuff like that. Um, and I started freelance writing because I was often going to like new bar and restaurant openings. So I started writing and fast forward a little bit more and a job came up at Time Out Hong Kong. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Time Out because it's, it's in a few cities over the world. Um, 
but yeah, the, a job came up for the food and drink editor and by some miracle I got the job and it was just like a real kickstarter for me, foot in the door. Um, and then I started to get, I, I absolutely love my time there, but I started to really lean towards the bar side of things. Um, I kind of saw like the heart and soul that went into hospitality and I, I didn't like doing reviews anymore. I was like, you know, my, what I write, you know, not that I'm that important, but what I write could make or break someone. Someone could Google and see this review and be like, I don't want to go to this place. And I didn't want to do that to people, you know, cause I saw how hard they worked. So yeah, I just sort of started leaning more towards that side. Um, and then one day I quit timeout because I was in an editorial meeting and just had one of those moments where something clicked and I went, fuck this, I'm done. And I walked out. <laughs> walked out uh, on spot. Woo, fully walked out. Yeah, take well, your mind well out the door. Yeah, I was yes. just like, bang, I'm done. Um, there, you know, there was obviously some build up to cause me to do that. But yeah, things were just sou like souring there. And I called my husband who, uh, he's also in hospitality. Um, he was a bar manager at the time. And I was like, I think I just quit my job. <laughs> and he was like, okay, cool, cool. What are you going to do? He's like, let's, let's go have some drinks. Let's go drown sorrows. So we went to the old man in Hong Kong. Um, and I'd become friends with the owners because I had reviewed their bar, which is the only five star review I'd ever given. And they were like, shit, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. You want to give me a job? And they said, okay, when can you start? I said, tomorrow. So I started bartending. Um, and that was, gosh, 2017, I think. Um, and I then, whilst I was working at the old man, the job at the I'm at now for Drink Magazine um, came up. So Drink Magazine is a trade publication that covers all of Asia. Um, and I'm the managing editor for them. Um, so I started working both jobs um, and both just went really well. Like that when we were at the old man, they got number one in Asia on, um, Asia's 50 best bars clocked in at number five on world's 50. And it was just brilliant. We had so much fun working there. Like, you know, the owners were just great fun. Um, and I just, that was like my full swan dive into hospitality. I was like, I have arrived. Um, yeah. And then eventually left because drink was only meant to be a short contract, but four years later, I'm still here. Um, and yeah, up to now, I, gosh, I am obviously judging tag, which is amazing. Um, I'm on the education and spirited awards committee for, um, tales of the cocktail. I'm the academy chair for worlds and Asia's 50 best, um, for Hong Kong, Macau and Taiwan. And I'm about to publish my first book as well. Woohoo! So, congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Sounds lazy. Yeah, wow. I know, right? I'm exhausted just hearing <laughs> I know, the I need a nap. I need a nap. <laughs> Talk to us about the book. What's going? Uh, what's what's the story behind the book? So the book is um, it's a recipe book, but it's my love letter to the region that I love the most, which is Asia. And the thing that I love the most in Asia is the bars and the bar scene. Um, so at its core, it is a recipe book. Um, but I tell like the stories of the people, places, products and history behind the cocktails. So, um, you know, like jungle birds, Singapore sling, bamboo, these cocktails all originated from Asia. Um, but not everyone knows like the full story or there's like quirky, you know, in Hong Kong, we have some classic cocktails that aren't globally recognized, but you know, people don't know their origin story and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's my love letter. It's, it's going to be called cocktails from Asia. Um, so yeah, does what it says on the tin. 
<laughs> That's wonderful. Well, congratulations on becoming an author. I can't wait to get a copy and I hope that you sign of it. Of course. Yeah. And I'd love when to. it comes out, where can our listeners find it? So we'll be available in Hong Kong bookstores and on Amazon eventually. Um, wonderful. So, yeah. That won't be till... Hopefully May, if we go to print, I am currently in between judging, editing at the moment. I have a paper copy in my room, so I'm still in the editing phase at the moment, but it's looking pretty in good shape. So yeah, hopefully we'll be on track. That is wonderful. So folks, so you heard that you need to find her book on Amazon coming up really soon this May. Please do. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, What do you love the most about hospitality? Oh God, where do I start with that one? Um, The camaraderie, I think if I had to say one word, like as uh, you know, as part of it and not a consumer, it's the camaraderie. It's the, the, there's a very big collaborative nature in Hong Kong and in Asia and globally. Um, and I think that's what made me lean over when I was at timeout is everyone was like, yeah, come hang out with us. Come be part of this. It didn't feel, there's no snobbery. There's no airs and graces. Um, you know, and obviously yeah, the craft of cocktails and things like that is amazing. But I mean, you guys can probably tell I like talking. So <laughs> talking to people is obviously a great part of that as well. Um, I just adore it. It just, it took me many years, but I felt like I found my tribe when I got into hospitality. I was like, these are my people. I'm here. <laughs> so on that note, now that you're, you're spending more trips into the U.S. right now and, and outside of Hong Kong and the kind of the greater uh, Southeast Asian region. What are you finding are the, the, the similarities in hospitality and what are some of the differences from your kind of core region that you fell in love with and bartending abroad? Um, this is going to sound like a terrible answer, but tipping culture, <laughs> like it's so as a Brit who lives in Asia, like we in, in the UK, we do tip, but it's not, it doesn't have the same expectations. I think that it has in the States. It's kind of like, you know, if something costs, seven pounds and you pay with a 10 pound note, you leave three pound coins. You know, you just kind of leave the change and people are like, cool, whatever. Whereas in America, it's like, I found if you don't tip 20%, then you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I just asked my friends, like, cause I've been traveling with American friends. I'm like, what do I, what do I tip? Just, I want to make sure I get it right. Um, so definitely tipping culture. Um, but I think that there's a lot of similarities. We're all obviously in this, like, I don't, I, I hate to say post COVID world because we're still very much in COVID, but you know what I mean? We're in that kind of recovery phase. We're not in lockdowns anymore. Well, Hong Kong is in lockdown, but I think it's interesting seeing the different ways people have been coping with it. You know, I went to Thunderbolt in LA. Um, and from what I understand, they straight away, they opened right at the beginning or just before COVID and they already had like canned cocktails ready to go and things like that. Um, I think I've noticed that. Yeah, definitely canned cocktails, bottle cocktails. Everyone seems to have a range now because that's how they survived COVID. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think, I don't know. Obviously, in Asia, we have, there's very, you know, the, the different countries have different hospitality, like Japanese hospitality is very elegant and very quiet um, and masterful. You know, you watch how people make drinks, but you don't necessarily chat to them and interact with them. So that's a huge difference. Um, in Hong Kong, I'd say there's pretty big similarities to here. We're, we, you know, we're quite a rowdy bunch. Um, we like to have fun. There's no, you know, we, we don't hold back. So yeah, there's no, I wouldn't say there's any massive differences. 
Well, you have certainly had a career and I can't wait to see what you do next. So what do you do when you're not doing something in the world of beverage? Do you have any hobbies outside of your gig? Yeah. So I, in Hong Kong, you'll often find me up a mountain. I love hiking. Yeah. Um, and again, during COVID, like it was one of the easiest things to do, you know, but it really annoyed me because I've always been a hiker and then suddenly like everyone else became a hiker as well. And I was like, get off my trails. Um, yeah, I love hiking. I dragon boat in Hong Kong as well. Um, so every year we have the like huge dragon boat festivals, um, which is uh, like a national holiday. Um, I might not look it, but I, I am into like sports, obviously, and things like that. I love weightlifting. Um, God, what else do I do? I'd love to say that I read and stuff, but I think when you're a writer for a living, reading is like not a good way to take a break. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just a bit of a nerd. Like I read comics. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what's going to annoy me? I'll think of more hobbies after this is finished. And, you know, now I'm like, I sound really boring. I have no hobbies. No, not at all. I think that the reason I ask the question is because so many of us get so um, entangled into the beverage world and make it um, part of our soul and who we are to the point where there's nothing else. And sure. so I, I don't believe in balance at all. Um, I don't strive to have balance, but, uh, but I do strive to have something outside of my day to day, which I love and have great passion for, but I do like other things. So I think it's so healthy and so important to have those hobbies. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's funny you say that because, you know, I've been traveling with, uh, Vivian, one of our other tag judges. Um, and we met up with one of our friends who used to live in Asia and we were all in LA and San Fran together. And it's also great traveling with other hospo people because we know on our agenda is going to be this restaurant, this bar, blah, blah, blah. You know, whereas I, when I don't travel with other hospitality people, they're like, well, hey, do you want to go and do this or go to the museum? And I'm like, no, I have my set list of bars that I want to go to, you know, <laughs> got to tick the boxes. <laughs> From your experience writing for Time Out and then going behind the bar at the Old Man, one of the best bar programs in the world, how did that affect your writing? What did that bring to your writing? That's a great question. Um, Hamish Smith um, from Class Bar once, uh, he wrote about me and he said that Holly Graham takes a method actor's approach to her work. And I love that. So thank you, Hamish. I'm going to steal that. Um, so yeah, that, that's the best way I can describe it. It was like being a method actor. I thought, you know, going to Drink Mag, which was trade, you know, super nerdy, super intricate. It wasn't, you know, Time Out Bar reviews are like, yeah, you talk about the taste of a cocktail, but you're not talking about like, you know, the different yeast strains of bourbon or like, you know, the subtleties of Awamori and things like that, you know? So yeah, for me, it was just like, it just gave me a much more in-depth knowledge into how everything worked, what made bartenders tick because our audience at drink is predominantly bartenders as well. Um, so I thought, you know, how can I write for them if I don't know what they do and what they want? So yeah, it definitely just gave me that insight into jumping in their shoes. What do you love about writing? I don't know. I like to think that I, I like to, well, firstly, I think I'm a humble person, but I, with writing, I do have a talent for it. And I think it's the one thing that I am confident, you know, we're also imposter syndrome and all this stuff, but like, I know I can write. And I think that's why I like it. Um, you know, as a kid, I could never play instruments. I was never good at like, or I said, you know, I love doing sporty things now, but I was a fat kid at school. I didn't really like sports. So yeah, I didn't really have I remember, I remember being in tears to my mom once and saying, 
I don't have any talents. And she was like, you're such a gifted writer. And this was way before, like, you know, this is when I think I was like 23 or something. And she was the one who pushed me to be a writer. Um, I blogged when I was teaching abroad, uh, mostly just for family, but she was like, you've just got such a knack for it. So thank you for that, mom. <laughs> what do you still want to accomplish? You got a lot of time ahead of you, but what are one or two things that are on your so list? So much. Uh, I mean, the book, like hopefully like, well, it is going to come out, but you know, that's once I think like most authors, it's not, doesn't feel real to it's in your hands, you know? Um, so yeah, like writing the book is one thing. Um, I can't say much else, but I will hopefully be opening a bar really soon. But that's about all I can say. What a so, tease. Oh my gosh. Can we have you back? Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, will you come I would back like and to say more. The only problem is Hong Please Kong. Please say more. <laughs> well, Hong <laughs> Kong is uh, not in a very good spot at the moment. We're just having our Omicron outbreak. And I don't know how much you guys have followed the news, but Hong Kong handled the virus really well. So basically, it's probably going to be a bit delayed because of everything that's going on because, because they handled it so well. And now Omicron's just gone bang. They're like, everyone's just shut the bed, basically. <laughs> like, they don't know what to do. So, um, so yeah, a li- little bit of a delay there. But yeah, hopefully me and my husband will be opening something together. So. That is exciting. You heard it. Keep your fingers you heard crossed. it here first. Yes, folks, yeah. or at least first on <laughs> served is. up. I'm so excited. We are going to follow your career and get you back on here. And if your hubby would be willing to come on with yeah, you, I'd that would be fantastic. Yeah. That would be so great. That brought up a, a, an interesting thought for me, too, is not only has Hong Kong dealt very well with the, the epidemic, uh, the pandemic so far, um, but there's a lot of other things going on in Hong Kong as well, which you have been in the middle of in your time there. I mean, how as, as a future business owner... And an expat, how how are you feeling and what's it, what's the feeling like in Hong Kong with all of these it's changes? It's really, really tough. So, um, you know, without going into the politics of it too much, uh, we had the protests in 2019, which were just horrible. Um, you know, that's, that's all I'm going to say on that one. Um, and then bang, virus, you know, straight away. Um, and it's, like I said, the last... Uh, pretty much up until a few weeks ago, everything was fine. We were living life normally. We didn't have any restrictions. Well, we did. We have had restrictions, but none that were like affecting our life too much, you know. But now we're on two packs. Bars are closed. If you have a lot of bars have restaurant licenses, so they can open. Um, but yeah, everything has to close at six. And like as a future business owner, it's terrifying. Like this is why. Luckily, our business partner, like we already have our space, and our business partner is very understanding, and he's also. He's like, everything's good, but let's just not rush into it, you know. And lots of my friends are leaving. Um, there's been like a mass exodus, you know, and it's got me and my husband thinking about, you know, are we doing the right thing? And then it's even more frustrating when I travel, like I'm on the road for two months on this trip um, because I have to quarantine for two weeks in a hotel by myself, not allowed outside, not allowed to open a window. So I'm going to make the most of it when I leave Hong Kong. But yeah, it's 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 hard going back, but I'm really hoping that, you know, everything's cleaned up by the time I get back. Maybe not perfect, but, you know, a little bit better than it is now. Holly, where can our guests find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Holly Graham Drinks. That's H-O-L-L-Y-G-R-A-H-A-M Drinks, D-R-I-N-K-S. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, but I felt like LinkedIn's a bit too, like, a bit too formal for hospital people. <laughs> 
Well, I sure hope that these two months uh, that you're traveling as we're recording this are special and and you really get, you know, a whole new level of excitement. It seems like you've got some excitement, but even more excitement about what you're able to see and enjoy. Then go back, do your two weeks, a little lonely, but you've got so many amazing projects on the horizon and we can't wait to see them as they come to fruition and check back in with you to understand how it's all going again. Quarantine will probably be some good downtime, you know, between the madness. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Answer to no one except myself. (laughs) Well, listen, Holly, um, you know, on behalf of the Served Up family, I want to thank you for your time, your amazing energy. And, you know, I just want to wish you just a lot of great health and a ton of peace. So thank thank you. you so much for taking time with Kyle and I today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you guys. And if you guys are ever in Asia, I'd love to show you around. We'd love to. <laughs> Can't oh, wait. Taking you up on it. <laughs> Cheers to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future Served Up episodes. Cheers!